Good day and welcome to Film Exploration with Ash Hurry. And we start season nine where we are focusing on films that have won Best Picture at the Oscars. A film that turns tables, broke records, and finally established and recognized of the amazing work done by South Korean director Bong Jung Hoo. So for today's episode, we shall be talking about the 2019 Korean winning Oscar winning film Parasite. Written and directed by Bong Joon-hoo and starring Kang Hoo-sang, San Kaya Lee and Yi Chong-cho. The title of the film is one that offers many interpretations of the film's story and cinematic themes. The class and the structure of this film is beyond doubt a masterclass. There isn't one wasted piece of dialogue in this movie or one shot that indicates something irrelevant. Everything in this movie has been thought out, rewritten and thought about methodically for years and it's very apparent, especially if you watch this film a second or third time. The film, as one journalist puts it, is airtight. When a film is complete, and when I say complete, it has no loose ends. It holds no negative questions about the style of filmmaking or the loopholes in the narrative. It's just perfectly constructed. And I believe as a critic, it's the greatest admiration you can give a film. Every single dialogue, shot, costume, misdirection, vague one-liners all pays off later in the film. I mean, Hot Fuzz is one of those films where everything comes together later in the movie. It's just airtight, as they put it. And Parasite is no different from the boy going to the Club Scouts, which proves relevant for the Morse code later on, the rock that signifies something deeper, the smell that separates the rich from the poor, the little comments you hear in the background, the story of the ghost in the background, the fact that she eats a lot of food, even the close-ups of the bugs at the start. The design of the whole movie is something taken straight from the mind of one Alfred Hitchcock and used in an intricate way by the director. The film is just flawless. I mean, he calls this film his stairway film and more fittingly, his last film, Snowpiercer, the film with Chris Evans, which has now been made into a TV series now with uh, Jennifer Connelly, was called his hallway film. A film this need, a film like this needs to be viewed twice to acknowledge the relentless work behind the scenes, much like most movies, to be honest. I mean, The trick is to be clever without being noticeable about it, and it's like a puzzle really, a mystery where you start to see things after knowing the twist or the ending, and things become more sharper on why the director did that, or why did the camera pan that way, or why is there so much focus on the basement door at the start of the movie. And this is where the craft of the the director comes virtuous, and rightfully so, the appreciation that Bong Joon-ho for this film is very much long overdue and I'm so glad this film has got the recognition that it deserves. What's great about this film is it's not trying to categorize itself into a specific genre. It's actually quite hard to really box this movie into one of the established genres. In fact, if you ask 10 people what the genre of this film is, you get about five different answers and that's part of the charm of this movie. I mean, some Coen Brothers film actually do this where they deviate off the projected audience expectation of the genre and you give, and they give you something out of the blue and generally it makes the film a better watch. Parasite does justice with the old midpoint twist, much like Psycho did, Sound of Music, A Clockwork Orange, or The Birds. And what do these films all have in common? They are critically acclaimed with critics and audiences everywhere. The beauty of having a twist at the middle of the movie instead of the end is something you don't really see happen very often and you don't really see it coming obviously i mean ironically though most classic storytelling invites a conflict or something dramatic to happen at the midway point of the story twists though is a strong word but nonetheless an event that shifts the tone of the narrative you invested in the first half of whatever you're watching 
The one in this movie is an absolute game changer because we are so invested into the protagonist, the parasites of this movie, the Kims, even though their motive isn't really attractive, but it's who we are following. Notice how I say protagonists and not heroes. It's complicated on why we are following these guys along for the ride and we are somewhat irresistibly cheering them on, these parasites, even though really we should be rooting for the higher class because they don't do anything immoral in this movie. But the name of this movie is Parasite, so we know what we're in for. So, you know, we're for the first half, we're engaged in this plan of their elaborate scheme, which happens quite quickly early on. And all of this is done quite well, in fact. And if anything, it's somewhat comedic, which again, again goes on the fact of what genre is this film. And then at the halfway point, we get a sucker punch to the gut. As much as a story is emerging, it is only developing with the added bonus of misdirecting because then we find out on one stormy night that there is another level to this rich house and down that level lives a man married to the housekeeper who has been there for four years. And now the story takes a colossal turn and again, we are involved in the plan before and after the twist happens. The power of a mid-story twist like this can save a story from the lagging narrative or even just elevate the story that much further. Before the twist, the film was already elevated already in our eyes because of this scheme that just happens of them infiltrating this house. So we enjoy watching it because it's happening in a quite comedic way, like I said. So it, there's nothing dragging about that narrative. In fact, we're secretly rooting for them. And then just like that, the movie, the narrative, takes literally another level. And that is why I think this movie is quite airtight because it doesn't just do it for the sake of it. It's actually leading us to see that. Like if you watch it a second or third time, you can actually see it coming. I mean, the themes of this movie blare out to you like water if you fell out of a boat. It's the metaphorical ladder of wealth and privilege. And it focuses on someone who hasn't climbed the ladder yet. A parasite who begins to climb and will do anything to get there, as the film demonstrates. It's a very vicious and slippery slope. I mean, the theme of this is simply hierarchy of this Asian country where we see the norm. We see the rich versus the poor. The classic binary tale of many famous narratives that we see time and time again in these films. You know, like Knives Out more recently came out and fables like Jack and the Beanstalk or even Shrek or musicals like Les Mis or commercial films like Braveheart or High Society or even The Joker. The theme of rich versus poor comes up more times than I would like to count. I mean, it's an old age dilemma, but this one delivers it in an unusual way, in an en enigmatic genre and with this coating of this beautiful Korean culture. And what is interesting about Parasite is that after everything, the rich are hiring the poor despite whatever intentions they have, and it causes the poor to go against the poor. And eventually the parasites will turn on their hosts like they do in the final act of this movie. I mean, the realisation is that this film may not be a comedy or a drama or a horror, but a realisation, in fact, that this film or this theme is a raw insight into the mindset of the poor and what they have to endure, even though it's all happy at the beginning. I mean, the ending where the father stabs the husband is the realisation that he was actually a ticking time bomb, despite his charming, nonchalant attitude in the first half of the movie, the massive understanding that the rich do not see them as people, but as helpers, as people that are there to serve them and nothing else. And of course, when his daughter is bleeding out and all the rich men is worried about him driving them to the hospital because his son has collapsed to a tipping point to his sort of rage. And that leads to the climatic scene where he stabs him. I mean, what is interesting, and, our, and this refers back to the ambiguity of the title of the movie, is that the rich family are in a way also parasites. They don't really interact with each other all that well and actually rely on the Kim family very much. I mean, 
The daughter has literally attached herself to the tutor. The mother seems to always be talking with everyone but her husband and relying on them to not speak to her husband about issues in the household. And the father seems to only share conversations with the driver. And it's an interesting twist to the title of this movie as well. This is why it's so ambiguous. I mean, the more obvious connotations to the title is the Kim family who live in this half-basement where the film begins and ends like it spectacularly does in Bong's other films like Snowpiercer, Oksha and The Hosts. And The Parasites is no different, a very bookend way of doing a narrative. They live just below ground, but enough to the ground floor, which is sort of a metaphor for hope. You know, they can, they're below the ground, but they can just about see the surface. And, you know, it's a metaphor for hope and they believe, you know, they belong in this normal society, but the arrangements of the depth of their place that they live is a metaphorical indication of their place in the world that they're not exactly with everyone else. They're just below it. And that's, you know, very well done um, by the cinematography and basically the production design of this film. I mean, even at the start, they're leeching like parasites off the Wi-Fi. They leech onto the extermination smoke. They have an infestation themselves that just showing the order of play here that even though they are parasites that we follow them it still holds the fact that there will always be someone above them in the chain of command and also below them hence the shot of the bugs and insects in the movie and like i said there's no you know there's no accidental shots here there's a reason why bong jong hu has shot those insects there's a reason why the basement is halfway below the surface they're not accidental they all have meaning so what is quite interesting is that they don't respect the parasites they have themselves instead trying to kill them by leaving the window open which consequently is the reason they themselves get exterminated by the flooding water which i thought was very clever in terms of writing the film's theme holds so much truer than when you visit this film a second time and seeing the dialogue again in a new light the film is just extraordinary and it definitely puts South Korea on the map being the first foreign film lang- or first foreign language film to win best picture at the Academy Awards. The film's budget was only 12 million dollars and ended up making over 230 million dollars worldwide. Bong Joon-ho ended up winning four Oscars himself that night for best director, the second Asian director to win after Ang Lee. He also won Best Foreign Film, Best Screenplay, and of course, the biggest honour of the night, Best Picture. Apparently, he sent one to his mum, which was very nice. <laughs> the other two the film was nominated for was Best Editing and Best Production Design, which should have really won. They should have really done a full 100% sweep. It's quite annoying, actually, because the film, even though even before the film even got nominated, he was banging on about how um, the director was banging on about how amazing the editing and the production design was. He felt that... They were the masters of the film and consequently that the only two awards there where they didn't win the Oscars they got nominated for are the ones that they didn't win, which is a bit annoying. It's also the first Korean film to win the Palme d'Or at the uh, the Cannes Film Festival, which is quite um, quite an honour, really. It's just a beautiful recognition for the country and the, the art that's coming out of there. And quickly, going back to the editing of the film, they used Final Cut Pro 7, which... Apple stopped doing or upgrading in 2014 and did it on a computer that hadn't had a software update and ended up getting an Oscar nomination. So any Mac users out there that have a Mac that's from 2014 or prior, you have the editing software of the Oscar nominated film that got, uh, well, a nomination for editing using that very editing software. So you have Oscar worthy tools at your disposal. 
So it's among 12 films to have won Best Picture at the Oscars and not receive one single acting nomination, which is very peculiar as well. I mean, the film was shot in a very lengthy 77 days. It was originally going to be pl- um, it, was, it was originally going to be a play actually, but the director couldn't help but think of the camera shots for the film, so he made it into a movie. I mean, you can see this act out as a play uh, very nicely, actually. Hence why the production design is so good in this movie. Um, I think it's actually the second non-American or non-British film to win Best Picture after The Artist, which is extremely dominant. I mean, they do have foreign film categories, but yeah, it's amazing to think that 93 films have won the award and only two of them are outside of the USA or Britain, which is ridiculous. And both of those films came in the last 10 years, which is The Artist and now The Parasites. I mean, you have films based around, you have films like Slumdog Millionaire, but that was made with a British director and an American studio. So technically it's classified as an American film because of the studio. But yeah, it's interesting. So the film obviously uses quite a lot of practical effects for a film that doesn't really need it. And one of the only uses of CGI in this movie is actually the garden, because apparently the budget for the real trees are really expensive. So that famous garden in the really high-end house, half of the greenie out there are completely CGI, which is actually quite an interesting trick. One thing that was raised with this film is the famous end sequence where we are led into this fantasy of what Kevin, the son, was going to do by saying he has a plan to free his father now it's a very la 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 end inception ending where it's almost left up to our interpretation but then we have that killer last blow where we return back to the basement where we see the last shot as we saw right at the beginning now in a 2019 interview with vulture filmmaker uh, bong jung hung explained that the ending of the movie and he debunked the notion that ki Wu, who um, is kevin actually might be able to ever become rich enough to buy the house he just said he'd will he ever be able to to become that rich to buy the house and allow his father to emerge from its underground bunker we will never know it's a very interesting debate and one that i think holds parallel to the ending of inception or what's in the briefcase in um pulp fiction he said maybe if the movie ended where they hugged and fades out the audience can imagine oh it's possible that he could buy the house but the camera goes down to the half basement he said it's quite cruel and sad but i thought it was being real and honest with the audience you know And I know, we all know that that kid is never going to be able to buy that house. I just felt that frankness was right for the film, even though it's sad. I mean, that's what he said. And I think that's that sort of just reflects the tone of this entire movie. And for me, the whole movie swings in roundabouts. And that's the realisation of this film. It's not trying to be glamorous and give you the ending it deserves. It's given the sad truth that this kid is not going to be able to do it. It's a Sisypinian ending. He will never achieve this monumental task and this killer blow shot, as the director puts it, confirms basically that it is just a fantasy and he will realistically never free his dad. The movie basically ends as it begins just with new circumstances. There is still a parasite living in the rich house. They return back to the house after all this ordeal. Nothing really changes from the beginning of the movie to the end. And this sort of, you know, this is sort of the point of Bong's movie. They're, they're a journey of an attempt to break through the life that you're living in. But it just sometimes it just doesn't work that way. And that's, you know, what life is about. You try to work, you, tr- you work so hard to get there and then it goes back to normal again, just with different circumstances. I mean, this film is a rough tale of what today's world is about. There is a little nod that at the home of the Kims, the rich family, and this is why the production design for this film was amazing. There is a table there with 10 chairs. And considering there's a family with only, you know, it's a family of four, it is a visually artistry of the cinematography telling us that it can easily accommodate the parasites below them and the parasites 
that soon infiltrate their home. It's just a realization that the rich are oblivious to the suffering of the working class. However, that we see almost is like a revenge fantasy for the working class who simply try to be nice to the rich to just taste that hint of wealth. However, it's not as easy as that as the film suggests. I mean, it's one thing to say that this film is about greed. Yeah, it is. But I think what we need to see here is the struggle that people are going through and the sacrifices and heights they will go to to just feed themselves and just to try and live a better life or just get a hint of that better life. And again, it comes back to the subtlety of the production design of this film where this family lives in a basement that is completely underground, but enough to see the ground above them, that hint of, you know, freedom. You know, where they have a window to see the world and it's that false hope that they can cling on to that makes things that they can get better and what happens at the end. I mean, the daughter dies and now the father is a living parasite in a rich house. But in the grand scheme, in the terms of the world, you know, nothing has actually changed. And this is the message that is quite powerful at the end of the movie. And that's where, you know, when you film, you have films from different backgrounds, different cultures. You have things that are not sugarcoated. You don't have this Hollywood ending. You don't have this Hollywood way of saying... Uh, things might be all right we might even hint it it could be okay but Bong Jong ho has actually just come out and said look no uh this is not the case this is a we've we've ended in the basement i've showed you the basement this this is just a fantasy whereas christopher nolan for inception is like oh it's up to your interpretation so he's given you that glimmer of hope where you know with a different culture they're just completely blunt with you now in terms of the rock i mean i think it's just another symbolism of hope yes the scholar's rock is meant to be it's meant to bring them immediate wealth, and it does, but at what cost? I mean, if you notice later when the basement is flooded, the rock is floating, indicating it's probably a fake. And also the line about Kevin clinging onto it, the idea that he is told he has to hold onto it for hope, which goes to the ending of the movie, that he's clinging onto this idea that he may save his dad. But the truth is, it's just false hope. And that is a very dangerous thing to latch onto, which again goes back to the title of this movie, Parasite just grappling onto things, grappling onto hope. I mean, when you come to the movie, I mean, the parasite has a very obvious connotation, which is, you know, the living parasites of infiltrating this rich home. But maybe the parasite, what it means is gripping onto false hope. And that's what I think the title of the movie means. But anyway, that's all I have time with Parasite, a film worthy of all the awards that come in, you know, come in a way that I think is long overdue. Bong Joon-ho is uh, any film that he's directed or written, please go watch. He is phenomenal. Um, great director. And I'm glad he's got the recognition he deserves. So anyway, please subscribe to me on my, uh, uh, my podcast. I'm on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and Google. And please give me a follow on Instagram. That's film exploration, a H or lowercase or one word. And once again, thank you for listening to Film Exploration with Ash Hurry.